Hi, everybody. By the end of the day today, you are going to understand the business and how to utilize your entity the correct way. We're also going to further your understanding of the strategy for your personal growth and your personal cash flow. And then we're going to enhance and again, help you to understand a little bit more about trucking as a cash flow investment, as opposed to you driving for it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Business of Trucking Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Bravada. I've spent years helping entrepreneurs, executives, and salespeople grow their life and their business by creating results. And now I've got my sights set on helping truckers just like you. So if you're ready to act like an owner, not just the operator of your trucking business, and if you're also interested in increasing your own personal cash flow while creating more time and financial freedom for you and your family, the business of trucking is the place to be. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. All right. Today, your entity has a purpose. And I want to make sure that you're utilizing it correctly. There are so many different factors that go into what entity you choose to start with. Every entity itself has a little bit of a pro and a con to it. An LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, sole proprietorship. They all have different pros and cons. We're going to talk a little bit about those. And then, you know, who are you getting your advice from in order to grow? Who are you reading or listening to or what friends or what networks or who is telling you how to grow? Remember that the people that you surround yourself with is your group of people. And so if you want to get somewhere, follow the steps of the people that have gotten there and listen to them. They will help you. And finally, when you look at your cash flow, we want to help you today to understand how to calculate your owner net income. Meaning that for every truck that you buy and you put a driver into, what is your net income after all of your expenses, after you pay your driver to calculate your cash flow? And it's that number that you will use to calculate what kind of growth factor you need to meet your income requirements for your future. So let's first by start by talking about the business formation, right? So you have LLCs which are probably the most commonly used. And the next one would be an S corporation. The benefit of these two types of entities is that you have what's called a pass-through. And so as a business owner, you do not write yourself a W-2 check. You write yourself what's called owner pay or an owner ownership draw. And as the year goes, even though you're getting paid, you're not being taxed on it yet because you don't know what the net revenue of your business is. So throughout the course of the year, you're going to apply a tax strategy. You're going to calculate how much revenue you're going to have and how much potential net income your business will have so that you can calculate your potential tax liability. At the end of the day, we want to figure out how do I use that the best way? So you're going to have your typical expenses, which is your fuel and your maintenance, you know, salaries to pay your drivers and, and, and things along those lines. But whatever is left over after that, you have to be able to utilize your depreciations. And in the trucking world, it's pretty beneficial for you to acquire more assets. 
because the more assets that you acquire, the more depreciation that you have, the more net income you get to wipe out and you get to take a loss. Even though that you might have personally made money, the business will potentially have lost money due to depreciation. And those losses get passed through to you on what's called a K-1. Now, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a CPA. This is my knowledge from just a, a general business source, okay? So in, in doing this over the years, but what you want to do is make sure that you go over this with your CPA and make sure that they're calculating it correctly. But let's say that you made $100,000 this year and forget maintenance and forget expenses, but you went out and bought a $120,000 semi-truck to add to your fleet, okay? That $120,000 can now be used all in one year as depreciation. And so what that does, if you have an LLC or an S corporation, it, that loss will pass through to you as the owner and it will wipe out any of your income. In addition to that, the opposite is also true. So if your business generated $250,000 a year of income as an LLC or an S corporation, your personal income goes 250,000. Now that's not what it, it, it will show as your gross because, you know, there's the business itself will have its depreciations and its write-offs and its expenses. So you want to make sure that you are choosing the right entity. If you choose a C-Corp or if you already have a C-Corporation, the difference there is that one, as an owner, you do still have to write yourself a W-2 salary, which taxes will come out of that. And any of the losses and the depreciations that are held by the corporation stay with the corporation. They do not pass on to you. And what happens is, is you have what's called double taxation. So you have a C corporation that let's say does $250,000 of gross revenue and 150,000 of that is net income and they owe taxes on 150,000. Let's just say that there is no depreciations and write-offs. You know, the corporation will pay its tax. Now you've taken an income and you will also pay tax from the income that you've taken. It's kind of a double taxation. You know, there are, again, are pros and cons to doing so. It depends on what the entity is used for. Again, talk with your accountant on that and they can help you get a better understanding of that. The business itself. Okay, so once you have it formed, there are things that you want to pay attention to. Taxes, again, your tax strategy, depreciations buying anything, paying attention to what you buy. Is it a business expense? Is it not? Your the, the truck that you drive personally or your car that you drive personally, clothing, advertising, business coaching, what are you buying and how are you buying it? One of the things that you'll look at is to run your business, what do you need? Staffing, payroll, credit. You're going to need credit. Whether you're utilizing trade lines, whether you already have good credit, if you don't have good credit, download Credit Karma, download Credit Sesame, download Experian, get them all and review them so that you understand why your credit is the way that it is. And then you can develop a strategy on how to fix it. Your staffing, whether or not you have a driver right now or you're looking for a driver in the future, figure out your messaging. Figure out how you're going to pay them. Workers' compensation. What is it going to cost you? There's a lot that goes into, you know, payroll taxes and everything else. Find the payroll companies. Find the structure of which and how you're going to pay people. 
before you even have those people so that as we move on a little bit here in a minute, talking about cash flow, you'll be able to utilize those numbers to help you with your cash flow. Again, your credit. Business credit is important. And if you have a Dun & Bradstreet's number, you can also get an Experian business number. And those numbers you want to make sure that you use on every single loan that you have that's in the business name. And by the way, nothing should be in your personal name. If you use it for the business, period, it should all be in the business name. Now, Dun & Bradstreet and the Experian business don't always report what your payments are, your utility bills, things along those lines. The companies that you're taking the loans from or that you're leasing from, they have to report it to those agencies, and a lot of them don't. But you can pay for a special subscription with Dun & Bradstreet, for example, and Experian, of which it will allow you to submit your own bills for proof. Usually they'll ask for three months of the bills and proof of payment, and you can self-report your bills to Dun & Bradstreet and Experian for Business, and that's going to help you build up your Paydex score and your experience score so that you can take business loans. The other thing you want to think about as far as your business when it comes to the growth factor is there are a lot of trucking companies out there. How are you going to get a company driver to come work for you specifically? And a lot of that is going to be done through your branding and your logos. So if you got, you know, your name on the side of your truck like you know xyz trucking or joe smith trucking right john smith trucking whatever that happens to be you want to make sure as you go what is the purpose of your growth are you trying to grow a company that will have staff that will grab local markets and shippers and kind of have an area or are you just trying to grow for your own cash flow? Because there are two different sides to that. If you're trying to build a brand, then you need to pay attention to that, colors and logos. If you're just trying to build your own cash flow and you're hiring people, even though technically they work for an entity, but you're really just hiring people to be a manager for your trucks, like a property manager would for real estate, you know, they're responsible for your assets. And then it doesn't necessarily matter what the name of your business is or what the logo looks like. So you want to think about the future of that. The other thing is your website, marketing. How are you going to go out there and recruit? What is your messaging? Think about a lot of those things as you look at the business part of it and your formation part of it, because that will help you to, to determine what type of entity you need. Where should your entity be started? What are the tax benefits of starting it in a state like Wyoming or Delaware or Nevada versus the state that you might live in? And take a look at that from not only from a business income perspective, but an insurance perspective. There are certain states that some insurance companies do not insure in. And there are certain states that if that's your business formation, that's where the FMCSA will report your business, then those costs in some of these states are more expensive than others. So when you're meeting with your insurance agents, when they're going out there and quoting insurance for you, ask them, what is the best state for me to have my business formed in? That should help you as well. Now let's move on a little bit to your strategy. A few episodes ago, we talked about how 
to start developing your strategy. But now I want to talk about the strategy to grow. What is your strategy to grow? Don't just go out there and wing it. So we've talked about this quite often. If you're a driver and you have a, a, a rate confirmation, it will tell you when you need to pick something up. It will tell you when it needs to be delivered by. Knowing those informations, you can then go into your navigation and find the route that will get you there the most efficiently so that you can be there on time. You know how many hours you have to drive each day. You know when you have to wake up and when you have to go off your clock so that you can manage to make sure that you meet the deadline by the time required. So if you do not right now, please make sure that you put a deadline on your growth. Otherwise, you're not going to start and you're not going to get there very quick. I'm not saying you're not going to get there, but you're not going to get there quick. You're not going to get there with a strategy. That strategy has to say, how do I grow? How many do I need? How many people do I need to recruit in order to find the one that I'm going to hire? Now, if you're doing it this way, you want to calculate your net owner income. So you take your truck. What is your truck payment monthly? What's your trailer payment? How much fuel do you expect to spend? Throw in some money for maintenance. Even if you don't think there is going to be any at all, put it in there anyways. Because if you're wrong and there is no maintenance, then that's just extra money to you. But you want to calculate that in there. And then how are you going to pay your driver? Are you going to pay them by the mile? Are you going to pay them a salary? And I'll talk to you about a couple of different pros and cons of, of each of these while we're on it. So if you pay them by the mile, it is very hard to determine how many miles you're going to actually go. So if you're trying to convince and recruit a driver to come work for you by the miles, they are going to want an idea of how many miles they're going to drive. It's hard to budget as an owner when you don't even know what you're going to pay your people. It's hard to choose rate per mile to pay a driver when we don't really control the rates and the market fluctuations of how you're being paid. So one of the better things to do is to pay them a salary. And this was always my idea. Again, and I'm going to just tell you why. It's my opinions are my opinions, and you can choose to adopt them or you can not listen to them at all. But I would pay my drivers a salary, and I always have. And the reason was is because I would sit down with the driver, especially while recruiting, and say, listen, I cannot guarantee you a certain amount of miles. Therefore, I do not know how much you're going to be paid. At the same time, if you are paid by the mile, some of these loads are not going to be fair for you because as an owner, my job is to create cash flow for myself. That's the whole purpose of doing this. Unless you're trying to build a company, you're just building your own personal cash flow. And so if there is a load that pays $4 a mile and it happens to be 500 miles, and then there is a load that pays $2.70 a mile and it's 1,000 miles, you're probably going to take the $4 load at 500 miles because you can effectively get a lot more of those in. There's more profit point for you and it can be done quick in one in one driver shift. What you effectively did was pass up a thousand mile load what, right, because of profit, which is okay. But for the driver, you chose to cut them 500 miles short of what they could have done. Now, that is what it is, right? It's a business decision. What's the best profit? What's the best way for me to move forward. And 
maybe the driver at the end of the day lines up exactly or close to the miles that he would have taken or she would have taken. But the reality is, is that you're always going to pick and choose loads or your dispatch will pick and choose loads or your staff will pick and choose loads that meet your cash flow requirements. And those might not always line up with what the drivers need. So I would pay a salary. And the reason is, is because this, if the truck goes down, it's not your fault. If a shipper takes too long to load you, it's not your fault. If you show up to a delivery on time and the receiver takes too long to unload you, it's not your fault. And a lot of drivers, and I'm sure that you can, if you're listening out there, I'm sure that, that you've been in this situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. An hour and a half, two hours should be a typical unload. What if they're taking six? If they're taking six and you're paid by the mile or you're paid a percentage, your money is being held up because now they're eating into the miles that you could be driving or possibly if you had a delivery at 9 a.m. and you had another one scheduled to pick up at one o'clock and they're sitting there for six hours unloading you, you've most likely lost your reload. And as a driver, if you're paid by the mile, or you're paid on percentage, you are upset, you're frustrated, you know, rightly so. But as an owner, you got to understand it's not their fault. If they're on time, you have to get on the phone or your staff has to get on the phone and contact that facility directly. Don't go to the brokers. The brokers aren't going to do anything. You're going to call them. They're not going to want to upset their customers. They're going to say that they touch base with them. They're going to say that they try. They're going to say that they send an email. But that doesn't work, and it doesn't work quick. Get on the phone, Google the facility, find a number, find the person to talk to, and see what you can do to push that around. But the driver shouldn't be worried about that. My driver is in control of my asset that I invested a lot of money into. The driver is then responsible for the cargo that's sitting behind it. And what I want that driver to do is show up on time, deliver on time, pick up on time, not worry about the business, just focus on driving. And in exchange for that, I'm going to pay you a salary. Take care of my truck, take care of the cargo because you are the gatekeeper. You are the one person that is responsible for my personal asset, not necessarily the mindset of they just work for a company and they're going to come to work and they're going to go Monday through Friday and get weekends off and whatever else you're going to you know, give them as part of their compensation package. You want them to understand that they're driving for you specifically, that they're responsible for your assets and you're paying them not to drive and deliver loads. You are paying them to take care of your assets and get it where it needs to go. So when they can understand that, it will help you once you've determined your truck payment, your insurance payment, your trailer payment, and what you're going to pay your drivers. Now, there's some little expenses in there like your ELD and your tolls and, you know, calculate those things up. After that is all said and done and after you've, you know, thrown in a little bit of maintenance, just plan for it anyways. You're going to find out that you're going to have a number somewhere between $2,000 and $4,000 a month. That is net income to you as an owner after all of those expenses are paid out. And that really will depend on your maintenance and that really will depend on how you pay your drivers. It could be higher than that, but I always like to use lower conservative numbers and plan for things that may happen so that I can calculate my cash flow. Because if my cash flow model works, 
on the low end when I'm calculating certain expenses, it will always work on the high end. But if I always plan for the pie high in the sky and anything goes wrong and I wasn't anticipating it, you're going to be in trouble. Once you know your net owner calculation, that will in itself tell you how you need to grow. You know what your cash flow is. You know how much passive income that you want. Utilize that. Now set a deadline. Every 12 weeks or every 24 weeks, buy an asset based on your tax strategy, based on your income goals, and start applying it right now today. Don't wait anymore. The longer you wait, the slower you delay your growth and your cash flow. And the full purpose of everybody listening to this podcast is to help understand business, strategy, and trucking. We're trying to help you build your cash flow, not necessarily a profitable business. We're talking about your cash flow, money in your pocket, the recurring revenue that goes to you. When you buy a truck, don't buy it with your personal name. Buy it with your business. And if you don't know how to do that, give us a call. I'm going to give you a little tip right now for free. There is a company out of Arizona. It is called Fast Lane Leasing. Let them know you heard from Tony Bravada over at the, the, the Business of Trucking podcast that it was referred to you. Let them know they will use your business. They will use the last three months of your the bank statements of your business to determine how much money you can buy. When they find a truck, when you find a truck and you submit it to them, they're going to the big banks. And without getting into too much strategy here or too much behind the scenes, when you buy that truck, it will be purchased with your business and it will not show up on your personal credit score. That is very important. You want to be able to buy a business with your business. If something were to happen, if anything were to happen, you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself and your family. So always use your entity to purchase your assets. Now, when you do that, you're going to take the purchase price and that is going to go on depreciation. Now you can take that and you can split it over three to five years, or you can take it all in one year. Utilize the tax strategy of which will work best for you. But most of the time, you're going to want to take it in one year unless you're buying a lot of assets. And then maybe you don't need to. Maybe you can spread it out over the course of the year. But if you're applying your tax strategy to wipe out certain income, to help your growth factor, and to leverage that money, then go ahead and do it. The other thing I'm going to talk about here that just popped in my head is, is leverage. You could pay cash for one of your trucks. Maybe you have a truck that's paid off. Here's a problem with that. If an asset is paid off, okay, it, it will help you in your monthly your monthly cash flow. Sure, you might get that truck payment back to you, right? But if I took $50,000 and I just paid cash for a $50,000 truck or, or an $80,000 truck and I paid cash for it, whether right away or whether or the course of six months or 12 months, I'm just trying to pay it off as fast as I can. There is no equity in that truck, and that equity doesn't earn you any interest. You don't earn any money off of having that truck paid off. And I'm going to tell you right now, good luck going to a bank and having them give you a loan to collateral against a semi. The banks do not like to do it because they look at semis not as a vehicle, but they look at them as equipment. And they're not really jumping out to lend 
against your equipment, even if it's paid off, even if it has its own value. Usually the banks don't want anything to do with it. Use leverage. If you have $50,000 and that's what you're going to go do to buy a truck or $30,000 and that's what you're going to go use as a down payment, try to leverage that money to purchase more assets because the more assets that you have, the more cash flow that you can generate off of the same dollar amounts. If you buy, if you spend $50,000 on one truck, you know, you're, you're increasing your gross revenue, 250 to $300,000. Maybe you're increasing your ownership income to 50, 60, $70,000 after you pay a driver. But if you took that $50,000 and you took 25,000 each and go use that as a down payment and you bought two assets, now you're increasing your gross revenue to 500,000. And you're also going to increase your net owner cash flow with the same amount of money. So think about using the money that you do have to leverage as many vehicles as you can using those same dollar figures, because again, we're just talking about cash flow here. Now, understanding cash flow inside of the trucking world. I'm not talking about how much profit that I can make or show because I'm not ready to sell my business yet. Right now, I am utilizing every truck as my own rental property, kind of like real estate. Every unit, if you calculate certain maintenance, if you pay your drivers well, just say that you put $2,000 a month in your pocket. It should be more than that, but just say you put two grand in your pocket and you want to go out and make just for easy math, $120,000 a year on autopilot that you don't work for two, four, six, eight, ten. 10, you need five. If you had five units that you owned that you made $2,000 a month off of, it's $10,000 a month, $120,000 a year. And that is with $2,000 a month each. Some of those trucks are not going to have maintenance problems, not every month. Some of those expenses are going to be a lot less than what I put into to my figures for the $2,000. If you're buying a truck at a certain price point, you know, you calculate maybe $2,000, $3,000 a month in maintenance, and you overpay your driver, wherever you want to figure out those numbers. That's five trucks, $120,000 a year on autopilot that you're not even, you don't do anything for. Maybe it's 3000 maybe it's 4000 maybe it's 5000 a month that you make. Maybe it's 5000 on one and 2000 on another and 3000 on another, which is really probably more realistic. But either way it goes, you know that if my goal is to generate $120,000 a year of net income without working for it forever, you know how to calculate that. Always use lower numbers because if it works on the downside, it will always work on the upside. Maintenance accounts. A lot of people put money away. They put cash away. They save money for a maintenance account. What you want to be able to do is utilize your credit. Get your trade lines. Get your credit to a point where you can go into a bank or you can find a company that's going to give you a line of credit. When you use them, you can pay it back when you use it. They are free for you. Here's the benefit of a line of credit. If you had a $10,000 line of credit, you are no longer taking cash from your cash flow to set aside for a reserve account for maintenance. You'll always have your line of credit. And when something comes up, you can use that line of credit to pay for what it needs to pay. It's going to generate a payment. Now you take your cash flow to pay back the line of credit. When the line of credit is paid back, you get access to it all over again. Don't get a loan because if you get a loan and you pay it back, that's gone. You have to reapply. 
if you take your cash and you put your cash away, you don't have access to it now. You may or may not even need it for a while, but you don't have access to it now. If you do need it, then you're spending it, but you just spent your cash. What if something happens? Use your line of credit. It will help you in the long run. Get your trade lines, get your credit up, whatever you need to do, go find a line of credit to help fund your maintenance account. The rest of it is your cash flow. The rest of it is money in your pocket. So let's recap for a little bit. Business, the formation of your entity, choosing the right entity, determining how you're going to recruit people to work for your entity, determine your taxes, determine your depreciation, do that now ahead of time. If you don't have a second truck, if you don't have a driver in mind, put it down on paper as if you did so that you can start to plan your strategy of what do you need? When are you going to buy another truck? And when you buy one, what does that mean to your net income? What does that mean to your cash flow? And when you can see that, when you can start to understand the net cash flow generated by you purchasing a vehicle, your energy, as far as finding it and actually acquiring it, should go up. Because you know for every single one that you buy, your income is going to go up X amount of dollars. I know that you're on the road there. I know that you're busting your butt. I know that you're driving and you're gone, whether it's five days or seven days or 12 days or however long you're on the road. I know that after time, it starts to burn you out. It is very crucial that we are able to help people understand your truck should not be generated by you. You should not be driven by you. Your income, you need to be able to create cash flow. You need to be able to have your money work for you, your assets work for you. If you love driving and you want to drive, then absolutely, by all means, drive. But create the cash flow. There are people that I talk to that say, listen, you have a complete authority management company where we run the hands-on the entire day-to-day of your operation so that you don't have to, so that you can be a business owner and not the operator. And sometimes people will come and say, what do I have? What, 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 why would I need you? We have our own authority. I, I, I book my loads. Why do we need you? Well, my question to you is that if you've been driving for more than two years, For example, you've been driving five, you've been driving 10, you've been driving 20. You tell me, if you've been driving for more than two years and you still only own one or two or three trucks, you are not utilizing your cash flow the right way. You are not using your investments the right way. What you are doing is paying for your own job. You have a paid hobby because if you stop working today, If you decide to not go on the road today, how much income do you make? For most of you, the answer will be zero. The safest place that you can be financially for yourself and your family is to create cash flow, to create multiple income streams, choose a deadline, and start building your cash flow. That's the business. That's the strategy. That's the cash flow. You can start it right now today. If you need help, Call in, go to 131trucking.com, email businessmanagement at 131trucking.com, submit our plans, like and subscribe the video, email business management, and the subject line put episode five, let's talk business. And if you want to talk business, I'm going to give you a half hour for free. I'm going to give you your first month 
or free on the CEO experience. This is for people that have their own operating authority that have, I would prefer two trucks, right? But if you got one truck, that's okay. But if you got two trucks, you get a month free when you join. The offer will be open for, uh, let's say, the next seven days. Subscribe, like, email into businessmanagement at 131trucking.com. You'll get your first month off of your CEO experience. Let us help you run your business. Even if it's just business coaching, get out there and take advice from somebody who knows what they're doing, knows how to create cash flow. Get a team behind you. Don't do it by yourself. The reason that you pay for staff is so that you can grow. The reason that you pay people to help you is because you've been out there driving for five years or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, or maybe you're brand new. But if you only have one truck or two trucks, if you can't stop right now today and spend this week with your family and still make money, if you can't do that, you're not doing it right. Let us help you. You have the power. You have the choice. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope that you learned a lot and that you feel motivated to start implementing everything that you've learned here by making those changes in your life. You know I love results, and I know that you're going to have amazing ones. If you like what you're hearing and you want to leave a review, that would be great. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss out on any of the new shows and connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways. And always remember, if you change your thinking, you'll change your reality.